everybody, and welcome to the 320 Club podcast. Why is it called the 320 Club? Well, 420 was already taken, and happy hour is happening somewhere else. We're your hosts. I'm Whiskey. And I'm Rox. We don't got any guests today. It's just us two. You're going to get comfortable and sit Why by the cozy talking? fire. What are you talking about? We don't have guests. We got this beautiful whiskey. It's, it's, <laughs> we're actually back to drinking whiskey again. We, we tried the sober thing. It didn't quite work out for us, but we'll uh, we'll see. We'll see. We're gonna, we're in, ex- in a, an experimentation phase right now. <laughs> yeah, I kicked my caffeine habit. Did you? Yeah, oh, it's, it's gone. Oh yeah, you're still drinking decaf, eh? Totally. We didn't really talk about the fact that we were trying to do a sober October challenge on the air. We only just did it. It'd be like a thirty day long podcast. I if, yeah, yeah, I know it would be like. Kind of counter. It'd be fun to like actually keep updates and stuff, but I think it was our first time, and I certainly failed on at least two occasions. Um, so I wasn't too proud of it. That's why I probably didn't bring it up that much during the last <laughs> few episodes. <laughs> anyway, so in the news, big Tim, news: Tim Hortons is not no longer the the king of Canadian coffee. What? It's no longer. This is news to me. Yeah. The, uh, Explain. So- Explain yourself. Since all the fiasco with the minimum wage, the uh, mutiny by some of the the franchise holders, McDonald's is now number one. Oh, okay. Just by sheer competition. Well, you talk with people. like I mean, we talk with people at work and that kind of stuff. Um, a lot of them, you know, you get just a quick survey off of people. They'll say, I prefer McDonald's coffee over Tim Hortons coffee. It's just, uh, you know, I, mean, I think Smokey brought it up. Just to do a quick name drop there, I think Smokey brought it up a couple of podcasts ago about how, uh, what was it? He said uh, people can tell the difference in the beans, in the, in, the, in the bean content. And so and so it affects the flavor and people switch brands because they, they go for a brand that tastes better. Well, to me, to me, like the cheaper quality beans have been known to have more caffeine in them. So if you look at the addiction rates associated with caffeine addiction, Oh, is that what McDonald's did? They got cheaper. No, Tim Hortons got cheaper beans. Oh, but they have more caffeine in them. So you get. You get but then, how come they're going down in competition? Well, when have you last had a double double that tasted the same between the different restaurants? I stopped drinking double doubles a uh, long time ago. When have you had a, a coffee that tasted the same? Like when I have drink decaf, it percent of the time it tastes like, you know, uh, Some, pencil shavings and yeah. water. Well, yeah, it tastes like water with like. It's more like cream with sugar in it. It's like, where's the coffee? And pencil shavings. And pencil <laughs> shavings, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, in other news. Never more than 20 minutes old, but it, doesn't the pot say like 1140 and it's 1 o'clock in the afternoon? No, I prefer to, <laughs> I prefer to make my own coffee anyway. I get that, uh, that Folgers Hazel's Nuts coffee. Oh, it's delicious. Speaking of pencil shavings. <laughs> I'm gonna, I got an espresso maker upstairs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, moving along, we got um, big news. I just found out like 30 minutes ago or about an hour ago, uh, Stan Lee. Stan Lee's dead. No, he is not. He's you, not dead. You're pulling my leg. No, he's dead, man. Like it's all over Facebook. So I just it's saw it's on the, the inter- TV yesterday. It's on the internet, so it must be true. No, seriously, like this is this is a big deal. Totally. And he, you figure I was just reading an article of uh, what he's done for comics and comic strips. Yeah. He had his own style, and he uh, raised the bar when it came to content. Um, I remember watching the original. Well, not the original. It's not the. It was the old '90s Spider-Man cartoon. <laughs> um, I can't remember. They had uh, like I think Hank Azaria was uh, common, like because he was doing voiceovers on all kinds of uh, all kinds of cartoons, including uh, The Simpsons. But he had a couple of voiceovers on that show too. But I remember. First encounter with Stan Lee is Stan Lee did a guest appearance on that show. I think it was as the as the show was coming to an end. He uh, he like he basically sat down and talked with they kind of like broke the fourth wall or whatever, and he sat down and talked with Spider Man on top of a rooftop. He's like, "Yeah, I created you," and, and he's like, "What?" <laughs> and it was kind of a neat conversation. But that was I remember that was took me back from my nostalgia. That was those are fun times. You know, what was interesting about Stanley. He he brought the human condition to the superheroes. They, not everyone was perfect. Like Clark Kent uh, from DC Comics, if I got that <laughs> right, um, they were you know perfect. Whereas 
Uh, Stan Lee went at DC Comics, if I recall correctly. Did I get that backwards? No, no. Stan Lee's Marvel. Yeah, um, I got it backwards. But the contract, and, and but. I believe it's Jack Kirby as well. Um, like, there's a there's a whole video out there about uh, the creator the creators of the whole franchise. But yes, just to so, so just I got, to, so I got it backwards. But yeah, the main point of the issue was that Stanley brought a more human condition to the characters, so they weren't perfect. Uh, the Hulk dealt with his anger issues and had to wasn't a perfect guy. Spider Man had his his well, he's day a kid. job. Yeah, and he had he was he was living the human condition. And I think that was important. And then uh, we think of other fallen superheroes like uh, trying to survive the human condition. You got Gwyneth Paltrow, and well, she's not a superhero. But you look at uh, well, like you're talking about Iron Man, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Iron Man, like you're talking about human. Look, like there's a uh, what is it? A billionaire playboy ph- philanthropist. He's a drunk and. Yeah, but he also had, and, and he had medical deficiency because of his heart, remember? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember from the movies, they changed that character around completely. Like they and and uh putting Robert Downey Jr. into that role really uh like really shaped the character to what it is mm-hmm. now. And he brought a lot of personal life experience into that too. But I see where you're going with the whole Gwyneth Paltrow thing. So is she trying to fix the human condition? <laughs> Did we just use a dead man to get to our point? That's awful. That is awful. Shame on you. Shame on you, Whiskey. Hey. <laughs> I'm logical. It went through okay. the flow. Okay. We went from that was, something in the news all the way down to... That was quite the rabbit one hole. One superhero right down in. <laughs> I do, I do want to pay respects to Stan Lee, but I'll, I think we'll do it at a later episode. He gets his own whole episode. Yeah, I think Stanley's going to get his own proper. That way, we can, you know, we can properly respect the man and all the characters and all, you know, all the things that kids enjoy now and today. Um, but yeah, let's let's talk about what we're really here for: anti-vaxxers, pseudo medical advice. Oh yeah, and the Google Doctor. <laughs> the Google Doctor. Oh yeah, was it? Uh, uh, was it? What's the name of that website? Oh God, I can't remember. I'm drawing a blank right now. Oh, this is gonna bother me. Okay, I'll come back to you. Yeah. So well, like there's guys like Doctor Oz, pseudo pseudo medicine, pseudo medicine, and people who give life and nutri- nutritional advice who uh, have no business doing so. I got a big problem with these kinds of people. Yes. Yeah, so let let's take your five minutes of research and throw it again. <laughs> Throw it against the 15 years of post-secondary education? <laughs> sure, sure, let's yeah. do it. Let, 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 you know, what kind of logic does someone have when they, when they decide to take Dr. Google's advice over an MD? Well, do we need to... Well, what logic? What logic do they have? Oh. Well, I think you're asking a rhetorical question, so do I need to <laughs> Is it logical? That? That's absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll start, I'll start with anti-vaxxers because... Like that hits, I would say that hits me personally. Pseudo medicine, that's like, that's like, that's like a snake oil salesman as far as I'm concerned. I don't have to listen to that. But something that's very personal to me is when uh, somebody claims that, um, you know, vaccines do, don't do what they're intended to do. Or like, let's just look at some of the arguments that some of these anti vaxxers are pushing forward. And this is from my, you know, seven minutes of research that I did before the podcast. Your, your Google doctorism? My Google doctor. No, no, I went on YouTube. Oh, it's different. Shit. Different. Yeah. Um, what was here? so? I think there was seven arguments that I found. The first one was vaccines can contain chemicals uh, such as mercury, aluminum, and formaldehyde. Um, one of the other arguments was the natural route of developing your immune system is better as opposed to doing it artificially and getting poked with needles. Um, They talked about the connection between vaccines and allergies, um, that vaccines can cause allergies, and to supplement that, the big one was about uh, how they claimed that uh, vaccines cause autism. Uh, And then there were some other other arguments. One was... um, I think they're trying to play at different roles, but one of the roles was my genes are excellent, therefore I don't need vaccines. So, 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 vaccines cause birth defects, is what they're saying. 
That was one of the arguments, yes. So, so now that I'm an adult now, my odds of getting a birth defect are pretty low. Okay. <laughs> Just putting that logic fallacy out. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, <laughs> well, what if you're... I don't know what I'm not. Why am I even trying to argue for the other side? I'm not even going to give them credit. That's I can't even I can't even do that with a straight face. <laughs> Jesus, the whiskey helps. Yeah, I know you tried to. I I see what you tried to do, but it's not going to work. <laughs> um, so I'll just clean up the the last two arguments that have been put forward. Um, parents should have a measure measure of choice. Um, therefore, vaccines only impact you. And, and your offspring. They don't impact other people if you choose don't choose to not get vaccinated or not to vaccinate your kids. Uh, and then the last one was... Because yeah, uh, everybody wants a sick person on a plane. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, the last one was... Uh, it, was it was truly conspiratorial. Um, it was about uh, vaccines imply blind trust. Getting vaccinations implies blind trust in government and corporate power. Who make money off of your vaccines? And yeah, they make money off of lettuce and they, too. And they control you too. Oh yeah, they make money off of lettuce too. Yes. Oh shit. Uh, <laughs> and tomatoes and well, cucumbers. Why? Why are we talking about this? Why are we giving it? Why are we giving it? Are we giving it credibility by even talking about it? Because some of my employees actually believe it. <clears throat> really? Totally. Okay. They said I don't get vaccinated. I don't. I think I'm fine. Like, well, my yeah. argument for them is how do you like not having polio? How do you like not having, uh, what was it, <laughs> rubella that's what or, or smallpox? Yeah, you look at the death tolls from some of these uh, illnesses and you say, yeah, I'm just going to chance it. I mean, you look at it. So if you don't go get a vaccine, your odds of getting one of them is like one in six. Mm. <laughs> this rolled the crap. Oh, I came with rubella. I came with polio at the same bloody freaking time. <laughs> First, the chance of some adverse effects were like one in the in the billions. Yeah, no, uh, come on, it's ridiculous. Do you want to address these arguments one on one? Like, I could just put up the YouTube video that I found, and then it could just solve the arg- those like take those points piece by piece. But like, I, you know, I, I we could do it here too. So the uh, let's go, let's go one by one here. So uh, vaccines contain uh, mercury, aluminum, formaldehyde. Uh, I doubt they contain mercury, and I doubt they contain, contain uh, formaldehyde. If you're worried about aluminum, yeah, it's in your deodorant too. Yeah, well, it's it's everywhere. And like one of the arguments that they made was, it uh, you consume more on a daily basis of things like aluminum than are in a single dose of a vaccination. I think it's in cream of tartar as well. I mean, it's in, that's in Play-Doh. Yeah. So aluminum you is You eat in, a lot of Play-Doh? Oh, is yeah, that yeah, why? And a hot glue, yeah. It's, <laughs> a, totally, it's totally my hobbies. Um, so, uh, like, you have to... People need to understand is toxic load. So even if you say uh, it contains aluminum, only certain ones, yeah. certain configurations of aluminum will cause... Yeah. Uh, What's the dosage? It's yeah, toxic load, exposure rate, yeah. mechanism of entry. But you have to need to understand too is is it's the formulation as in aluminum AL three, and I don't know all the different ones where at what dosage level it becomes toxin and what configuration. Mm. But I mean, aluminum ion, uh, um, ion combined to a whole bunch of different things. Like if they're worried about aluminum killing you, well, so can have, water. <laughs> That was the argument that they also put forth. It's like, yeah, it depends on the dosage, but anything can kill you depending on the dosage. Well, and your body's pretty good at regulating balances. It's just make sure you have a, a healthy of everything else, and then you'll be fine. Yeah. But, I mean, if you, you go through that. So, I mean, like, cadmium-3 and cadmium-5, they're two different. Some are cause cancer, some don't. You're losing me in the periodic table. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so, the natural route of developing your immune system is better. Like uh, naturopathy is that what that they're talking? Oh, the one that gave uh, the woman that gave her uh, a kid uh, rabies saliva in order to try and cure him of something. Oh my God, no! Yeah, they did g- not do that. I'll talk and you can Google it. Oh please! Dear it totally God. happened. She, she got she pleaded guilty and uh, surrendered her license in BC. She was a naturopath doctor. Oh my God! Oh yeah. Anyways, yeah, she she lost her license for that one. Okay, so what am I looking up here? Hang on. Is it rabies saliva? Rabies saliva. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. So, yeah, nat- natural root developing your immune system is better. I would argue no. 
So when we talk about um, the amount of exposure, it matters. So if they give you a, a, mic, a micro dose of something that is inert, your immune system is developing naturally. Victoria, We're just artificially giving it to you. Victoria naturopath who treated child with rabies-infected saliva surrenders license. Oh, my God. The kid died. Dr. Anka Zimmerman voluntarily surrendered her license and agreed not to apply for reinstatement for at least five years. Oh, my goodness. As, uh, okay, wow. That's, I wonder what textbooks that woman was in. That is nuts. That's so, not good. So and then we go, yeah, sure, you didn't think of this one case, but you don't see people doing trials on rabies saliva because it's absurd. If, but However, we, know what we do trials on? Vaccines. Yeah. <laughs> we test if they work. Non-stop. And, and if they don't work, if they cause adverse side effects, they're immediately pulled or like they're not... You know, and they go right back to the drawing board and try something, try something different. Exactly. Oh, so, yeah. so would you prefer the untested method or the tested method? I'm just putting it out there. Would you want one that's peer reviewed and tested by multiple different facilities? I'm glad we could finally find an episode where we can agree, because it was getting rough there for a while. <laughs> well, we agreed during the Remembrance Day podcast, but anyway, <laughs> I digress. Um, Connection between vaccines and allergies. If you already have an allergy, the vaccine ain't gonna do nothing for it. Well, does the does the vaccine cause allergies? Like one of them was, um, well, I heard from my friend that they got their kids the flu shot, and then they end up ended up having a peanut allergy. Correlation is proof causation. That's a logic <laughs> fallacy. And you let's say you are allergic to eggs, they'll ask you how they developed that vaccine, hmm. and so a lot of times they incubate in a, in an egg because there's a, an immune system in the cell. But the point becomes. Um, if you got injected with one and had allergic reaction, well, guess what? That just means you had um, an alert allergy before you got the vaccine. And the vaccine doesn't necessarily cause it. So again, correlation doesn't prove causation. Mm. Like, what is it? A, what does a vaccine actually do? Like, what is the process involved in a vaccination? Like, the, uh, from what I understand, like, let's just take the flu shot for an exa- for as an example. They inject what dead flu cells into your into your stream to try that, that, and because there's a different strain every year, they try and predict where the strain is going to go, and then they mass produce flu shots of like dead flu cells that are kind of altered. I don't know. I've been out of this that that field for a while, but what I recall and want to talk about <coughs> is so there's depending on what type it is. So the rhinovirus. Where the influenza virus, hmm. they change, right? Your so as a every you know one millionth person, it, it tends to mutate, and around the globe there's different strains, and then they look the statistical probability that one strain will end up in a certain area, and they'll usually blend three of them together. So when you get the flu vaccine, you're actually getting three viruses oh. injected into you, but it's the the. The parts that are there, it's not an active virus. It's yeah, actually it, a it, dead virus. They're dead viruses, so you can't just like bring them back to life. And then no, they, no. So a lot yeah. of them is like the, the the negative component is cut off. Yeah, and then they just have the part that the body needs to identify. It. Yeah, and then it cuts down, allows the mute the body to actually engage it. So the the point being is that it allows your uh, white blood cells and your immune system to target and visually identify. What those cells are? Well, not visually. Well, not visually because they, they don't have eyes. Yes. Okay, but I'm trying to think of it in terms of like we're gonna be like little hunter killer squads and we're gonna we're gonna seek and destroy these things. Well, they have the name called killer T cells. What do you think they do? <laughs> but if they can't identify it beforehand, then then the ways wait for the infection to spread. And did then you they're... did you get your flu shot? Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. Did you? Yeah. Okay. I don't. I... You were there with me. You're all shifty-eyed. We're holding hands. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. So oh, my genes are excellent. Therefore, I don't need magazine uh, vaccines. It's only because you were scared. Um, okay, so yeah, that was in uh, quotations. My genes are excellent. Therefore, I don't need vaccines. I had to do it with a voice. It's a terrible voice. My voice acting is horrible. Well, as folks. I'm, the, fo- the, the listeners are two-time a loser here because it was a terrible voice. Yeah, and it's a terrible quote. <laughs> Um, I don't want to go with that. Your genes mean nothing. I don't need uh, I don't need vaccines because 
uh, I have excellent genes and anything I pass on to my children, they also don't need vaccines. That was one of the arguments. But I think that's more of a generational thing that comes as a part of, like, you talk about um, people our age and maybe slightly older, but more so people who are even younger. Um, They have not had to deal with death on such a massive scale, like smallpox, uh, I mentioned rubella uh, in, I think it was in the 60s. Or that kid in class who had polio. Yeah, and then, and polio. I mean, like, it was so bad that even the president at the time, um, Roosevelt, he he had polio. Um, like, there was, there's, there's something to be said about a generational uh, formulation of ignorance. That's what I think it is. It's like, because they haven't had to deal with the, the physical problems that are associated with not getting vaccines... They think that oh we're we're immune we're fine we're good. Well, it's only because you got the the vaccine that you don't have problems now. Wait yeah. till some other super virus comes and fucks you up. They're the same kids that lock their kids in the car on a hot day while they go in to get their oh, six pack. Oh yeah, That's, ugh. the logic doesn't follow. Vaccine cause autism. Yeah, so I, I think I already got that one. Well, there's a paper that, that this is notorious. This one is particularly notorious because it was started i think as a result of a paper that happened in the 1990s and it and it has since been widely debunked and it was like i think it was written by 13 different uh researchers and i think 10 to 12 of those researchers have since like taken their name off the publication like it's it's been widely debunked as being completely fraudulent and false excellent uh, parents should have a measure of choice. Vac- vaccinations only impact you and your children. Uh, bullshit. When you talk about herd uh, herd medicine or herd vaccinations, yeah. um, my daughter is uh, immunocompromised. So if she gets a flu or vaccine, her kidneys shut down. So we are very particularly interested in p- having people around us that, that uh, believe in vaccines. Well, just think about like elderly people or you know, young infants who their immune systems may not be as strong or as well-developed or they may be weaker or those who have, you know, health problems, those who are like cancer patients, that kind of stuff, people who are on chemotherapy. Like you introduce somebody who hasn't been vaccinated and... Is and, carrier, and a carrier. And they're, they're a carrier and then you introduce them into an environment where they can start just think of a, where we congregate all these sick people. Yeah. What would that do to a hospital? And and what what I think whiskey is talking about when he talks about herd mentality is, or herd uh, what was it? What did you say? Herd medicine. Herd, herd medicine. Herd yeah. Herd vaccination is, <clears throat> um, if you know if you even if you have a vaccination, uh, and say you know groups of people around you have the vaccination. Um, you know, it's, it's because that you're all grouped together, that you're, you know, you're all equally vaccinated that you're not getting. If you start throwing in people who are non-vaccinated in amongst the people who are vaccinated, those vaccinated people will start getting sick and start getting affected by those, by those viruses. Well, cause the more, more hosts you have give it opportunity for more chance you have to change. Yes. So when vaccine, vaccine, vaccines roll out, they need to be immediate and fast in order to wipe it out. Otherwise, you give time for the virus to change. You did a much better explanation of that than I did. <laughs> That's why I'm here. Okay. And the last. Vaccinations imply blind trust in government and corporate power um, and those who make money off of our vaccines. And... The, government, the government's paying for it. The government can control you because they're vaccinating you. Well, it's not. Put, it's, it's like, it's like it's along the lines, they're putting, what is it, fluoride in the water? It's not an anal probe. <laughs> it's not going to take over your mind. <laughs> it doesn't go that deep. <laughs> I mean, the fact that we can have a podcast and talk about these things with a with a critical mind, I'm pretty sure the government ain't controlling me in this, in this <laughs> venue. My, did you say mind singular? What? The, the thing we can think about this when a, with a critical mind between the two of us I think we have minds come on come on don't don't I'm just teasing don't, you don't do that come That's on not... oh. <sighs> you can do it it hurts <laughs> between the two of us we got one mind that's good uh, <laughs> okay uh, anyways 
Um, right. So, yeah. Well, the money has to come from somewhere. Yeah. Well, um, shit costs money, yo. <laughs> it's not free. Um, it's not like you're injecting yourself with uh, rainwater. Um, and where does the syringe come from, just so you know? It costs money, too. Yeah. Like, everything and, costs money. Production costs. There's all kinds of stuff associated with it. Oh, so You know what? Um, so does, like... The water coming out of your tap costs money, just so you know. Mm-hmm. So get over it, and it'll do you good. And the fact that it'll keep you working rather than being at home sick, so I think I, it's better for your bottom dollar. So I would say that was successfully debunked. I mean, there was. I'm, I'm hoping we're not plagiarizing so much, but we'll we'll uh, we'll give credit where credit is due to where I got a lot of the um, a lot of those arguments from. So we'll probably put put that uh, YouTube video up on our page. But uh, yeah, I think that take care takes care of those. So, uh, want to talk about Gwen and Paltrow again? <coughs> Let's get back to old Gwen. So, you hear about her her uh, her other friend, health, or wellness program called Goop? I have not. I did hear it was like maybe a year or so ago. She was giving like uh, she had like a cookbook or something like that that she issued out, and she was selling. And it was like the only ingredients you could get were like only rich people could afford so it was like absolutely ridiculous that's all i that's all i heard about the the gwyneth paltrow thing i was just like oh she's just an idiot who needs to stay in her lane like i don't give her here's the thing about gwyneth paltrow i'm not gonna tell her how to act clearly she has developed some metric of success because she's in she's now working for disney um making big bucks getting that disney big buck money you know, I'm not going to tell her how to act. So she should just stay in her fucking lane and, uh, and stay out of how I, how I do business, how I raise my kids, how I get vaccinated, how I live a healthy life. Like, I'm sorry. You, I, I get it. You're allowed to have an opinion. You're allowed to have, you know, that kind of stuff. But you have a serious platform from which you talk and you influence people. And it becomes dangerous when you start giving bad advice. With great power comes great responsibility. Oh, God, he didn't do it. No. (laughs) You're going to hell for that bit. (laughs) But that's the the biggest problem that I have with these, uh, like, anti-vaxxer, these, you know, these these people, um, or, or the arguments, like, as silly as they are. My problem is not with the, with their theories or their arguments. My problem is, um, is with the high pro- the the nature of their high, high profile um, personas. Um, they have a lot of reach. You know, they may be influential and have done good things in their fields of experience, but as soon as they start spouting off nonsense about flat Earth and don't vaccinate your kids, you know, they become dangerous because they have a lot of influence and reach. I mean, the, so one of our top or myth number one myth here is underwire bras cause or might cause breast cancer. And she, she, they cite a, a study, but they misinterpret the study and it's completely wrong. Number two is detoxing is important to get the chemicals out of your body. Well, they say, use words like post-1950 synthetic toxins. What well, does that even mean? Well, it means shit. Yeah. So <laughs> regardless, who cares about 1950? Uh, the toxins that we ingest, breathe, and absorb are skin through our skin on a daily basis. Right. Okay, but the the skin's a luggage organ. It's designed to shed and uh, not let a lot of things through. But how does he, let's say, uh, use infrared saunas <laughs> to get rid of this stuff? Um, if you avoid tomatoes <clears throat> and potatoes and eggplant, sure. I agree with, you know, avoid alcohol, avoid caffeine as I drink my whiskey. Hmm. Um, and it's added not, sugar. It's pretty good stuff. I like this stuff. But I mean, like everything in moderation here, people. Yeah. Like, don't don't put everybody in a binge detox diet for nothing. A vaginal steam with mugwort will balance your female hormone levels. Yeah, that's been debunked by many doctors. I think people are just trying to sound expert. I think people are trying to, I don't know, create some new wave or I don't know what they're trying to do, but... I like. I for me, it just comes down to a simple way. Like, if, if 
we've gotten this far as a species based on, um, you know, based on just whatever we've been eating and whatever we've been doing for physical activity. So I think if we just carry on with that way of life, way of living, you know, eat the proper nutrition that you you should be eating, you know, eat your greens, make sure you get your proteins in. I mean, carbs are kind of a new thing. Uh, like, I mean, I'm talking about like wheat and all that kind of stuff. That's kind of a new thing, but I mean, it's not going to kill you if it's, like you said, in moderation. Same thing with things like alcohol and stuff. We've been doing that for, you know, a few thousand years, but it's the same thing. It's in moderation. you got to make sure you throw in some physical activity okay, with that. So, so physical activity, she says, jumping on a trampoline is vastly better for your oh health than God. running. So I think she found something that of the 1980s that no one would this, buy, and then this, she got it like a. I even got a picture. This is Gwen. This is Gwen Mapatra. Myth number four. We didn't have trampolines back in like you know, three hundred thousand years ago. Is that how how old is the human species? Uh, well, forty thousand years ago, we were drawing on cave cave walls. So oh, okay, so I went too far. Three hundred thousand years ago would be way too old for us as a species. <laughs> So chemical-based sunscreen are bad for you. You should only use mineral-based ones. Well, I will tell you that minerals are chemicals. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't understand the difference. Oh, man. Uh, the only way to... Uh, colon cleansing is a necessary way to remove toxins from your body. Colon cleansing. Yes, and it's got a picture of a garden hose. What is that like? It's spray- got a, a picture of a garden hose. <laughs> He's like spraying that up your anus or something? <laughs> Oh, that's awful. Let's get irrigated. Oh, man. People have way too much freaking time on their hands. How Says the guy who decided to start a uh, podcast and <laughs> as, as an aside from his day job. Hey, and go to school and everything else. Yeah, I guess so. Hey, here's, here's a question for you, or here's a, a statement. Uh, you know what's more dangerous than a disease? An idea. Huh? Huh? Here's where I'm getting with that. <laughs> Especially an improperly formed idea. Huh? No? Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll give that one. I'll give that one. Well, I'll just say because those kinds of ideas shape young minds and they guide particularly naive people or people who aren't so informed into thinking poorly. They make poor judgment calls and then they act out irresponsibly. Mm-hmm. So... I don't like, you know, like, I, he, he seemed to be a man of science. Most days. Most days. Like, why? This is, this is, this is what it, really what I want to get into is why are, like, why are these things even possible? No, why you, why you is this a thing? You know what? If we talk about the scientific method, we, you propose a hypothesis, okay? Yeah. You do some testing, and then you validate the hypothesis. Then you give it to somebody else, and they redo your experiment. That's called peer review. It's okay to have radical ideas. But if you can't prove them and no one else can replicate them, guess what? Your logic and your methods are flawed. Yep. So if those are flawed, that means your conclusion is flawed. So then it goes back as you're willing to bet your life on flawed science. Okay? The guys that are, are paid to look after you. So, you know, if they're paid to look after you, take their advice. They've got research that says this is what's important. You know what? They may fuck up 5% of the time, but 95% of the time, they're good. And the data for vaccination is solid. Mm-hmm. It's solid. And if you're worried Millions about... Millions of deaths prevented. If you're worried about your own government's uh, partisanship or self-interest, the World Health Organization, which is above and beyond that, well, guess what? They're supporting vaccination programs. They're helping funding, uh, helping to fund vaccination programs. Right. So if you look where this, the source of information comes from, if, you have, if they have <coughs> money to gain by selling you something you don't, uh, uh, advice you don't need, well, guess what? It's probably shit. They've got ulterior motives to get you to believe into their ideologies. Once you've accepted their ideologies, you are now a consumer target for that uh, line of stuff. And there are lots of parasitic organizations out there. And it, So if you sign up for a mailing list, let's say you're on the Goop mailing list. Now, they pigeonhole that you may <laughs> believe some of the stuff, picking up some of the stuff they're putting down, 
And now they're going to hammer you and keep looking at giving you stuff that you want. I so. still can't take it seriously, the fact that they called it goop. I don't even know what it's short for. I just mm. thought it was all rel- rubbish, so I put it in the same category. Yeah. Well, I, I still want to ask the question. Why, why is, you know, pseudo, pseudo-medicine, why, are, you know, why is anti-vaxxer a thing? And, and why has it gained so much steam in the last couple of years? Well, seriously. No, it was if we're just talking about vaginal steaming and use the word steam. Oh, come on. Vaginal steaming. I don't even... Oh, okay. <laughs> With mugwort? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I, I think it comes down to the human condition. I think uh, we've hum, humans, I mean, we have our struggles, but overall, here in North America, life is pretty good for the majority of people. I mean, there are people still struggling. I'm not, I'm not discounting any of those. Mm. But when you're looking at the demographics of who are choosing not to get vaccinated, who and the people that are necessarily not necessarily struggling, they're they're not they're not in a, they're in a position to say, yeah, I don't believe in that because X, Y, and Z. They're they're they've lost faith in everything around them. They're looking for adversity and some struggles. Uh, I'm reaching a bit, but uh, I heard um, I heard one quote. Uh, quite a long time ago, is uh, boredom has been the downfall of all societies. So if we look... That's a Kierkegaard thing. You ever heard of... Uh, it's a philosophical concept. His contribution to, is no. that the only felt lack will be for lack itself. Yeah. So then as you say, well, when you look at boredom, to me, I extended that. And I said, the, the downfall of society has actually been is boredom. It's the lack of adversity that we 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 have. So we're relatively safe. If we're in a situation where we don't feel adversity, we're gonna make it up. So you're saying there's just not enough struggle in our in our lives. Yeah, I yeah I kind of I so, kind of agree with that. So like, if we seek out violence, I blame social media. I blame things like Facebook. No, because well, well, it's a it's a it's a conduit, right? Oh yeah, I it can gives see that. it gives people a voice. Who I mean, I'm all for free speech and everything, but like. To be honest, those fuckheads shouldn't have a voice because that's it's, no, no, it's okay. dangerous, right? Yeah, but it's for everybody that receives it to shut it down. Yeah, be smart, say something. When if it's stupid, and you know the guy that originated, tell them they're stupid. Tell them, point out the logic fallacies. Maybe every podcast from now on, we'll do we'll we'll, we'll examine a logic fallacy, and then we'll go through the news and we'll try to find some different articles that show that. It's not a bad idea. Um, Growth. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Um, but what I was going with is is that we look for adversity. So video games, we look and seek out gore and violence. We at, at a young age, we're looking for for things to engage in to you know be the the hero or the antihero. Um, then we in our daily life, like we're driving along and everything's fine. Someone squeezes in. Oh, that dude cut me off, and that bugs you for the rest of the day. We seek ad- adversity. And want to engage it. So I think it's part of who we are as a species. Um, we talk about the fight or flight mechanisms, and you're like, okay, I want to fight, but because you don't, you feel so comfortable, you don't need feel the need to flee. Um, so when we yeah, say that's so, such so, an immediate so, thing, though, no, but look at the long term. So you say, well, uh, people struggle for running water. Man, I just had, wish I had wa- clean water to drink. Now we say, well, the tap water is not good enough. So the Costco line, where they have two different kinds of bottle of water for three dollars a case, but really it's just well water that's been pillaged from a small and small town, and they add a bit of chlorine to it, yummy, and then they pump it in the bottle. Or they say, don't drink it because the government controls your mind through it. <laughs> Meanwhile, like Nestle's buying, getting the water for nearly nothing. Um, so you, we we say, well, don't drink. I don't like the flavor of the water. Okay, well, you, you actually get used to it. I mean, or you just put an RO filter like I did, and then I control my water. What's an RO filter? Reverse osmosis filter. Oh, so, that's kind of neat. So, for example, when Walkerton happened, well, then they put in a fancy RO filter, and it just allows. Uh, it's basically a filter with the, the holes are so small that only pure water can get through. Huh. And well, it's like ninety nine percent pure. Well, that's kind of cool. 
it's a lot much more energy efficient than boiling but people other people complain well it wastes a lot of water well because it takes a lot more water to push through that membrane right yeah you know what it just goes out into my garden anyway <coughs> hmm. um yeah, uh, so so we have things like that. But if you look at people are struggling to get water, and now you're critiquing, we have an abundance of food, and you critique where your food comes from. Yeah, well, it's important to know where your food comes from, but you have the illusion of choice. Then you say, well, you know what? I don't feel so healthy, so I'm going to look at ways to improve my health. So I take on this challenge of improving my health because I have the resources to register and support conferences like Vancouver uh, had hosted Goop. I think it was in Stanley Park. Um, so, hmm. in fact, one of the guys took it a step further. He goes, I'm going to sell a nice, healthy thing for them. It was called hot dog water. And he essentially was... No. <laughs> it's to- so totally true. 600 ml bottles of water with the hot dog in it. <laughs> oh, and he was touting God. all the pseudoscience benefits of hot dog water. Oh, no. So... If, hey, nitrates preserve hot dogs. They can preserve you too. <laughs> well, that that's the, the vegans t- might have a serious problem with that. <laughs> it's a There's t- another group of people <laughs> I have a like. I don't have a problem if you want to have a vegan diet or anything like that. But when you start getting all ideological about it, uh, we're we're done here. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm all for the ethical treatment of animals. Just so you're saying. Oh yeah, for sure. Totally. For sure. Totally. So and there's ways. But when you're trying to push an agenda on other people, and uh, especially when, when, I mean, I got my chickens in the backyard there, <coughs> but I mean, it's it's how how you treat them. They they have more more closet space than I do. <laughs> so they're treated oh, well, man. Um, yeah, and and they live free. They if they wanted to fly away, they could. Um, the turkey vultures might get them, but that's their choice. Um. And they don't trim their beaks. They look happy. They they all have their feathers. They're not struggling in any way. And they just look at me. And they're well fed. They get their organic feed <laughs> when it's when it's available. <laughs> but just struggling to survive. But I mean, it's it it when people don't <clears throat> when when people have nothing else to to think about, they're the people in the office complaining about nothing. I think so. They're the just same. trying to find struggle where there isn't any. Exactly. But there are there is struggle to be found. You're just looking in all the wrong places. That's my that's my opinion on that thing. Like you can struggle something else. Try, you know, learning a new trade or learning learning to do something new that you like even if it's as simple as like picking up an instrument or like a musical instrument or you know, going on YouTube and figuring out how to do woodworking or something like Learn, learn a new skill or learn something about, you know, the world that would impact yourself. I mean, that's a, that's a, that, I'd say that's an ideal struggle to go through. I agree. So, but, but pair this with the other side is that now it's because they have the money and the resources. People are, are following these trends. If Gwyneth Paltrow didn't send, sell anything, it'd be a, a failed business venture and no one would buy it. But it's because of her platform that people are buying up her shit. No, it's because people have the money to buy, and she has the platform. Okay. So the rules of marketing? Mm. Right? I've been trying to do You gave me a book, and I still haven't gotten through the first five pages of it. What were the four things essential to marketing? Uh, Somebody has to have a need. You have to have a product to supply that need. I forget the last. I can remember, sort of. There has to be a communication piece, and then there has to be an exchange. Exactly. All right. Yeah, so the point is... That's the only thing I'm going to remember from that damn book. It takes two parties. (laughs) So she's got the platform and the means to communicate it. And then the other one is that people feel or identifying with what she's saying. Oh, I'm going to fix my problem by buying, you know, the vaginal steaming kit. (laughs) Um why do you keep going back to that example? Because I watched another documentary and it was so absurd. Oh man, here's a documentary I've been watching: Hold Making on. a Murderer. Oh my god, <laughs> squirrel. Okay, <laughs> run over by my car. <laughs> um, anyways, so it, we, you, you take these concepts and you go. There's nothing else to, um, nothing else for them to go. So they feel like, okay, well, I'll buy this product and I'll take it into my struggle. When maybe 
you can there's other ways of dealing with problems. Coping is one of them. Sometimes problems you, you can't get cured. So maybe go see a doctor, get some professional advice, and go from there. Develop a treatment plan with your doctor who are paid. In Canada, they're paid to do it. Um, in uh, Just not Dr. Oz. Just not doc, non-Dr. Oz. Is He's not an actual doctor, is he? I think they said he was a cardiologist. Oh, uh, okay. Giving, cool, that would mean he's a doctor. Yeah, but there's, they specialize in different things. So you want to... Technically, if you're sick... Um, and you're a general practitioner, and they need specialist advice, they'll refer you to a specialist. Right. So he shouldn't be giving you um, advice on new antifungal cream that's going to cure your foot cancer when he's a heart doctor. <laughs> or penis enlargement kits. Yes. I saw that on that once. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, I just after I saw it, they started posting ads about how... Dr. Oz doesn't endorse any products, except for the ones that are on his show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. But I think you're right. I think, well, like, I, there's, there's something, about, something to be said about people who are going through life, and they don't have the answer, so they go, they, they just, first of all, they start bitching and moaning to try and find out, just try and figure out the answer for themselves. I don't, I don't, I'm not even explaining it very well, but I'm just going to stop talking. It just hurts my brain. Well, I mean, like I said, if, if, if they identify what's going on, they fall for the bitches. There's money to be made. If there's money to be made, you should always be suspect. Well, we've had snake oil salesmen for a long, long time. People who, you know, selling the, I've got the latest and greatest cure for your ailment. You know, like... Hey, I'll trade you three beans for that uh, donkey. I'm going to give you this Coca-Cola, and it's going to cure all of your diseases. You know, like they'll, like we've had, not that Coca-Cola does that now. but It cleans your battery terminals. Well, they used to put actual cocaine in it at one point. But yeah, like seriously, they, uh, we've, had, we've had snake oil salesmen, but I think the big piece that was missing that allows it to get distributed to the ma- masses is this social media piece. Where people um, of all kinds of different backgrounds can now have a voice. Well, they always had it. If you always, if you read the back of magazines, they've always had a voice. Yeah, uh, it was not. It wasn't. It wasn't available. It wasn't as well distributed as it is now. Well, yes, it's it's everybody has it. But what's before is that you had to buy the magazine to get. It. I, I I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm tracking. I'm tracking. Uh, well, you had to know that the magazine existed in the first place in order to buy it. Well, uh, who doesn't know that Facebook exists as a brand, just as a brand on its own? Here, I'm going to put a marketing question in your courthouse. <laughs> in your courthouse? Well, okay. In your wheelhouse. There you go. Who doesn't know Facebook exists? Yeah. My mom. <clears throat> Maybe North Koreans. <laughs> <laughs> That's cruel. That's cruel. That's a whole other different struggle. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, no, but seriously, like, look at the reach that something like Facebook has just as a brand and then you add to that you know uh and even youtube uh, all these people who have access to it and now you can spout whatever little bullshit advice that you have that you want and then you know you get followers and you get subscribers and then and then people even if they're fake like you can create fake accounts to oh yeah, bolster I'm that argument. That. yeah i'm tracking all that you know? i mean that that's and then people buy into that bullshit and all of a sudden your argument is is finding itself on uh, you know a low budget podcast by two Canadian you know like hey I spend a lot of money on this stuff <laughs> low budget no one of my other pet peeves is the commercialization of of knowledge and we 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 we've seen it so far so if you look at the access to research papers they they're controlled by you have to get a subscription if you're not a member of a university you have to pay per paper. And that gets expensive. So if you're doing this general research, five papers are going to set you back a fair amount. Really? Huh. So that's one of my pet peeves. Um, but the, you got you got to read and you got to look at the source. Um, who's telling you? Is it a recognized newspaper? <clears throat> and always be suspect of the source of who's telling you this stuff. I, I got. If you got it off a clickbait site, guess what? Maybe the picture's correct. Well, there's another there's an arg- another facet to that argument as well. Is 
you know, once you start looking in one direction, you know, the algorithms that these sites use are going to continue pushing you, continue pushing you down that rabbit hole towards whatever. So if you're one that likes CNN or if you're the one that likes Fox News or whatever, they're just going to continue pushing you down towards that that path. Okay, so when you when you Google search and you Google search a position, do you Google search the opposite position? I don't. I wouldn't necessarily say I Google search a position. I would. I would say that I. You know, I want to find out about something. I say everything you need to know about la da da. So so my my thing with this one is. Is that if you're searching for uh, vaginal steaming products? Oh my god! Also search for the, <laughs> the the reasons not to get vaginal steaming done. Okay, okay, good. And if you're searching, I for never re- thought to have that problem. To be <laughs> honest, that was not my struggle. <laughs> okay, well, let's say about the colon cleanse. <laughs> think of reasons to get the colon colon cleanse, and then think of reasons not to get a colon cleanse. So you need a balanced opinion. <laughs> Who? Okay, first of all. I mean, I'm not trying to limit anybody who goes and searches that up, but I cannot think in my lifetime, anytime it's like, you know what's really bothering me? My colon. <laughs> like, that I would feel the need to go and I think I could totally go and clean out my colon right now. I was watching, um, like, was, I it, was it TNN? Ha, ha, that's TNN? how well I know my was body. Like, was it a TNN show, I think it was, where they had the uh, MMA you know, you take the the Joe Smoles off the trees in the uh, street, and they t- teach him martial arts, and they train to be an MMA fighter. Oh, really? It was one of those reality TV shows, and I was oh, watching. like Spike TV, maybe. Yeah, Spike yeah. Before, um, anyways, they had this one 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 <clears throat> show or one series of these guys. One of the guy be- absolutely believed that he needed a colon cleanse, and he wanted the, the show to pay for it. He wasn't making losing his weight targets and stuff like that, and. <laughs> Hey, there they are with the garden hose on the TV show. (laughs) (laughs) And because he was such a um, (laughs) a proponent, I guess he was, a supporter of this type of ideology, and and then he just blamed that it took him too long to get it, so they they voted him off the show. Oh, my goodness. He starts seeing, like, some of the stuff is just completely absurd. Like, if you eat a, a decent diet, you're not going to need one because everything else works. Mm. So, you know, if 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 you're not eating enough fiber, well, guess what? Things get stuck in there. You know, you know. But whiskey, I can't eat fiber because the vaccinations caused my allergy to that fiber. <laughs> There's lots of different kinds of fiber. I can't even say that with a straight face. Like it's such a silly and absurd argument. Well, I could, you could say, well, I'm allergic to wheat, so I don't eat. You know, I'm not going to get fired. Well, well there you, is the, celiac disease is a very real it, thing. Got it. So like I got some relatives. I have a cousin who has celiac disease, and no, that's a very serious thing. But that's another thing. I mean, it's it's like when people talk about a gluten free diet, and they want to go and you know, like you have to eat gluten free. It's like there are some people who can't eat gluten because like they have something like celiac disease. God, and, and, and you know what? So my wife's. Uh, Cousins uh, are one of the major producers of gluten-free food, and they're in Walmart. They're in uh, mm. in uh, Bulk Barn. They have lots of different products there. But the the, the main is <laughs> fiber is found in vegetables too. So unless you, if you find a vegetable that works for you, guaranteed that you're not allergic to all vegetables. I'm just throwing it out there. Mm. I've met people who said they were allergic to vegetables. They they sound like children to me. This sounds like a child's argument. Yeah. You know, they were older people too. Um, so what did they eat? Like potato chips? Did you know that a potato chip is an it has potato in it, and a potato is a vegetable asshole? <laughs> Brown is not a food group. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, you don't make friends with salad. Uh, I I once gave them what I gave them, I gave them a piece of basil, and they like spit it out because it said it was gross. Basil is delicious. I know. I love it on my pasta that I'm not allowed to eat anymore. <laughs> Your wife put you on a diet? No, no, no. She didn't do any. I just, I can eat it whenever I want. It's just not good for me because it adds on the pounds like crazy. So what about the, what about the potato <clears throat> chips I gave you in your office this week? They're delicious. <laughs> and you ate more of them than I did. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <sighs> but we agree. I, I think what the message for our listeners is... Um, when you're anti-vaccine, you're anti-anti-group. You're anti-herd medicine. Yeah, be a part of the group. 
I mean, I'm not peer pressuring you and all, but look at the consequences to the group. And if you have parents that are old, guess what? If you're anti-vaccine, you're putting them at risk too. Yeah, and I think it's 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 not just like be a part of the group. It's like, man, you are you. In my opinion, you are a threat. You are a threat to society. You are a threat to me and my children and my friends and family. Uh, well, no, I wouldn't say they're a threat. You're putting them at risk. You're being negligent in your responsibilities as a member. Threat, a threat. Threat, threat, no, threat would be more if they're not only carrying it and they're bringing it into it. But I would say you're inducing risk into our safety. I equate it in that if a lone gunman were to come in and shoot a bunch of people, not getting vaccinations would be the long-term comparison to that. No, you mean, well, a lone gunman is a person with intent and a weapon and a means. You demonstrated intent? By no, not getting a vaccination. Th- this is this is the guy walking with with a beer over top of the edge of the of the building, and if he drops that glass or the cup of the the beer is in, and he's gonna, if it slips out of his hand, there's someone below there that's gonna get hit by that glass and probably die. And then they're gonna fall over and hit somebody else. I mean, like the 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 intent isn't there. The dumbass aspect is there. It's, Pure negligence, then. Okay, Russian... Well, but it's intentional negligence, so what is that? Okay, Russian roulette, then. How about that? Russian roulette. You don't know once... You're doing it on pure ignorance. You know it's stupid. Eventually... Well, you don't know it's stupid, but you're choosing to do it because you think you're right. Well, you wouldn't do it if you didn't think it was stupid. Or you wouldn't... You would would not do it if you thought it was fully stupid. But what I'm saying is... Is that... uh, you know, segregating and identifying people who are anti-vaxxers because I think they're a threat. Obviously, I'm not taking that seriously. Although, you know, it's a very it's a very cavalier opinion to have. That said, you know, re-education, I think, is an important thing. I think making sure that people understand why it's important to get vaccinated. Okay, let's take it one step back. And I want to say education is an important thing. So if you're not familiar with the scientific method, read the scientific method. Just Google search it. It's only three words. And people aren't going to Google The scientific method. People aren't going to Google that. Yes, they will. No, they won't. I have faith in humanity. They won't. I, I, There's going to be one point where... Not so much. Once you get the vaginal steaming done or the colon cleanse, you'll be like, yeah, why did I do this? I am the Hobbes to your lock right now. I don't think people... I think you give people way too much credit, man. You, sh- you should Google the egg that she's also hawking. The jade egg. The jade egg? Just think where they put it. No. No. I think I think that's a good place to end it. I think we've gone too far. You started talking about jade and egg. No, jade we're eggs. talking about ideological problems. Yeah. And what the the problem the extent that they can get going if they're left unchecked. So I don't like people who have a voice that is unchecked. I just don't like that. And Social media is is allowing for it, big time. Yes, it's because we're too used to filtering and not enough action. If you hear something that is downright wrong, fact check yourself and then go after them. I do it with all my cousins. If you say something that's radical on my Facebook and you and I see it, I will go in and I will talk to you. But their message still gets pushed. Yes, but I keep it's going their back. their headline, not your argument. You're not your counter-argument. It's their yes, headline. Yes, but enough, if enough of us doing it, if enough of us are doing fact-checking of the people around us, and we're challenging them to be better people, when if they see something that's radical, they will get, and they fear any kind of backlash, it will give them pause. Am I going to post something that so-and-so is going to do something? Or say something. Are you willing to accept the dumbasses around you? Correct them. Take the time to fact check yourself, then go correct them. Recognize that order. Fact check yourself, and then go and then discuss it with them. Open the dialogue on that post, and you know what? You're going to start seeing <clears throat> 900 comments on something. And you're not see- all going to be in your favor, man. I think what's going to happen is you're going to find. Yes, you're going to find there's a whole marina of crazy people. Yes, stupid got it. people out there. I got it. I got it. But two things will happen. One, only the people that actually have backing will go forward. And two, most people don't like conflict. 
So it's either fight or flight. Well, you're either here, defend it or they're gonna take it down. Here's here's a here's another thing about social media is that it gives you a protective barrier from which you can argue a point. No matter how wrong you are, you're still protected behind that barrier. Not on Facebook. It's not like Reddit where everything's anonymous. You don't think people can't invent a fake name or a fake account? Where yeah, they can but we're go talking about people around you. There's fake shit everywhere. So it takes someone to repost. But if you challenge the people around you to be correct in what they're saying and hold them to account mm. like media outlets used to be, then you're going to have something to say. Okay. So with that, what we say is uh, let's get vaccinated. Let's do it. Well, let's I've already been vaccinated. Yeah, no, but it's a group as a as a listenership. Let's get vaccinated. Oh, um, oh, your, let's vaccinate ourselves against poorly established ideas. Is that where you're going with that? And the only way we're going to do that is if we read and learn and fact check each other and listen to whiskey and rocks. Yes, yay! Because we're not 100 percent right all the time, but we're right most of the time. That's better than nothing. Well, th- I I always go back to this. Think of it as a personal responsibility. You know, you have a personal responsibility to your community. Like you have one to yourself, you have one to those who are your loved ones around you, but you also have a a responsibility to your community. And one of the responsibilities you have is protecting the goddamn herd. So I think with that, that's a good place to end it. And okay, I'm Whiskey. And I'm Rox. And see you next week.